Welcome, Liz. I am so happy and so honored to have you here at the Centro de Poder interview to the experts. And I, I will say about you that you're the director of Core Awareness and you're a, a movement researcher. Can you tell us a little bit more about how was, how, what is your background and how did you get in contact with, with this muscle and, and yeah, like what was the aha moment? Like, oh, this is a psoas. What was like the trigger that unfolded all the work that you have done that I am very fan of? <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you for inviting me. Um, yes, I'm the author of the psoas book, which I wrote in the 1980s for my students. It was a little manual and then became a book. Core Awareness, Enhancing Yoga, Pilates, Exercise, and Dance. Uh, my newest book, Stalking Wild Sorrows, Embodying Your Core Intelligence. And then I have several CDs, and I've uh, co-authored books like Maiden Mother Crone, Our Pleasure Playlist. So, um, so I've been in this field for about 45 years, and um, I'm a conceptual artist. I'm not a therapist or healer. And I uh, was the first woman at the Boston Museum School of Fine Arts to enter the sculpture department, not as doing form, but as doing process, of doing life and shaping is a process, not something that's static and form. So in doing that, I um, have a history of scoliosis and a lot of back pain and But I didn't really think about that changing. I just was interested in the creative process. But I, um, but in doing that, I decided to uh, do some movement work because I had a, a moment um, where I felt really touched by how movement changes our perception. It changes the way we understand the world. And I uh, was really intrigued. So I came from curiosity to explore and I asked around people, I lived in Cambridge, Massachusetts at the time and I asked people and they told me, uh, someone told me about Bob Cooley. And Bob Cooley is um, still around. He wrote a book called The Genius of Flexibility. And at that moment in time, he was focused on the psoas. So he was recognizing as a dancer that all movement, uh, all injuries are shaped by the very core of your being. Like all movement and, and anything that happens, it all comes from the center core of your being. So he had tracked it back to this tissue he called psoas as being kind of the root of a lot of disruption. And, and, uh, and so we spent a lot of time in what was called constructive rest which is a term coined by Lulu Schweigard and Mabel Todd yes. in the 1930s, I think, um, somatic educators who recognize that this instinctive position on your back, knees up, feet on the floor, is a powerful uh, exploration for grounding, what I call landing and locating, being able to actually show up here on Earth. And so that's how I started my work. That's what... That was your beginning. It's so interesting that, that you come from from sculpture. And as I understand, you became focused on the processes, or 
not yes. as a fixed thing. So now I am having like an epiphany. And it came yeah. to my mind the, the concept of Nietzsche of bodily becoming. So it's not a fixed thing, but, but a living process. And also uh, the concept of posture uh, seen by Moshe Feldenkrais that he said that we didn't have a posture, but an action that our yes. sort of position was not a fixed thing but but a continuous doing and i have i have read mm, a lot of of your work and and you say that the psoas it's not only a muscle but it's also like a sensory organ like an awareness organ can you tell us a little bit about that because it's a it's a revolutionary view uh, that Mm, I think it's groundbreaking in our concepts of, of anatomy and science as a very divisive thing, but it has a lot of sense experientially, at least for me. I had a, a psoas injury four years ago. I had a, uh, some fibers, some upper part detached from my lumbar spine, and then I got in contact with your, with your work. Yeah, it was very tough because the solution was to drill my vertebra and to put a wire from the muscle. So, so, <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, tough. So that, that was an alternative, and that is still the alternative, and I choose, like, to, to research my body and to see if I could build myself, the rest of myself enough so I, could, so I could support that part of my detached core. So literally I have a piece of steak, like just of soa steak hanging, but I am actually doing pretty fine and I, I have in sort of a way mastered like, like, like my, my self-organization and your work has been really like 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 revealing to me and healing to me so i, I can I, I i testify that that it it is a muscle and it is the core and and it is so so also like a center of of will or of awareness uh, i don't know how to describe it but i would like you to share a little bit more about that like like the mind body connection center feeling sensing etc well, to, to go there, you have to change the paradigm. Yeah. As long as you stay in the biomechanical paradigm, which is the allopathic, scientific, not scientific actually, but a particular paradigm within allopathic medicine, then you see the body in mechanical ways. Yes. And you see it as an object. Yes. And as long yes. as you're in that paradigm, you can't understand psoas. The context of psoas isn't there. The context of psoas... Was it with, is within the scientific perspective of biology, physics, and specifically embryology. Yes. So if people want to understand so is they cannot stay as looking at it as a muscle. The only reason why it's defined as a muscle is because somebody cut up a dead cadaver yes. and chose to call it a muscle. Um, if you talk to a chef, if you talk to a butcher, he will tell you that so is, is nothing like any other tissue of the body. Yes. So I've had the opportunity to have, you know, Boston butchers in my workshop. So um, yes. we talk soas. So soas is filet mignon. It's the juiciest cut of meat we eat in an animal. We do it because it has 
it's most tender, it's juicy, it's succulent, it doesn't have fibers that move in direction in a particular direction, it's orbital and it's global. So to me, it's not a muscle. It can it be used as a muscle? Yes, but it okay. is not a muscle. And it does not hold up your spine. And so there's absolutely nothing wrong with having part of your psoas torn, except that that's, you know, that's an injury to the psoas itself. Yes. But the communication of psoas is a uh, one of being an organ of perception like your tongue. Yeah. So as so an organ of perception, if you think of it more in that terms, then you stop trying to fix it, do something, make it better, make it stronger, all the things you do with when you think about muscles or yes. anyone thinks about muscles. Yes. Yes. So what is the paradigm shift? The paradigm shift is, and the place I do the paradigm shift the most is in my newest book, uh, because it's nine essays and it's, it's, its intention is to change your language of body, or not your personally, but yes. everybody's language yes. of body. So we stop looking at body as structure. We don't have a spinal column. We don't have a vaginal floor. We don't have you know pelvic floor. We don't have vaginal walls. We don't have roofs to our mouth. We don't have, you know, we don't, we are not an object. Yes. We are a living, organic process. Yes. So we have to find a language that is organic, that is about life itself. Your 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 spine is a living river. Yes. You know, it's a it's a caterpillar. It responds as a caterpillar. So when you're poked, you will go into a, a response of protection. You know, that is the primal psoas. That's the that is its expression. It is both to ward off, to get bigger, to get smaller. It's all about survival. It's all about flourishing. So full body orgasm is part of the expression of the psoas. A wave motion like like a current. Yes. You know, so it's all about finding a languaging that is in fact science, but is not found in the mechanical perspective or paradigm. Older science, older paradigm. This is so fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Liz. Can, can you give us uh, a taste of how to experience the psoas for our audience? Like a movement, well, an image? Yeah, I can. I can say that psoas is something very elusive. The more you sense your psoas, the more it's being um, engaged uh, to, re or I call recruited. As okay. something else. Yes. Yes. So, yes. So, yes. so, so, if you're a dancer and you've learned to lift, you're pulling up with your own psoas. Okay. You're using your kidney energy, your adrenal, yes. to to actually perform. Yes. And and what you said about Feldenkrais, Yep, Van der Waal, the embryologist, would say the same thing that that the embryo uh, performs gestures. It rises up against falling apart, and so there's expression in the organism. And when we understand expression rather than shape, uh, um, then we see the living process in its process, and we're 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 moving with it rather than correcting it. So it's about connection rather than cor correcting it. it. The whole being. Yes, I mean biomechanics doesn't have a soul. There, where's the soul in biomechanics? You know, where where is emotions? There, you go to a psychologist to talk about emotions. There, it's not in the paradigm, but in the embryological paradigm, it's all there because you are one living organism expressing itself. 
So we, the, the way to sense so as if people get focused on a thing, that is the mechanical model. That yes. is the colonized yes. mind. Yes. That is, that's, you, you can't do it that way. You can't use the same colonized ways that shaped your your issue to dissolve yes. your issue. Yes. You have to let go of that. So, so part of the letting go is noticing what do you notice? Does your does your organism want to curl? Does it want to get, you know, does it arc? What people will do when a body arcs is try to pull the ribs down and tighten the abdominals and try to force you out of that expression because that's not correct behavior. That's not correct expression. So we have a model of what it is to be human yes. that is a colonized idea, especially in a white body, of yes. what, what correct posture is. If we're looking at process, curious about what are we feeling, what are we sensing, where does our awareness go, what does our attention focus on. The psoas is, to focus in on it, is the upper psoas has a nerve innervation, which is the in the uh, solar plexus. Yes. Okay. So, so that area, um, you know, has one quality to it. There's a second nerve innervation, the lower psoas. Yes. What we want is the feeling of wholeness. Yes. So we want feel the whole the whole of our psoas you can't do that by stretching pulling getting in a posture manipulating it that's all the mechanical model yeah you have to open up to the feeling quality and then you come to something very elusive when psoas is healthy it's like holding a cloud in your in your attention in your, in your awareness like like, you can't really kind of get a feeling of it, right? It's hard to have a sense of substance of a cloud. You know it's there, but it's very vague. That's yeah. psoas. Psoas, healthy psoas is very vague. It's very elusive. It's very obscure. It's it's a kind of intuitive feeling. It's yes. a kind of connection that is not something you can get your hands on, even though people try, but that's abusive to the psoas. Um so, so it's about accessing this core intelligence. So I call it the, the messenger of the midline. Yes. And that means that in embryology, we have an axis. We have a north and south pole that is me, yes. that no one else has the same as you have one. And that is what your whole organism is blossoming out of. And that's a biointelligence, though, that accesses the universe. It accesses all intelligence. It accesses all molecular uh, cellular memory it's an intelligence that you have direct access to that's within the depths of your own being in many fields we call that intuition we call that awareness we call that consciousness so so as we become more curious we start to notice and yes you can differentiate so as from bone or you know so as from abdominals or organs but that's a sensory process that people have to get. What I do urge people to do is spend some time in constructive rest. I think it's one of the most underrated but potential positions of the, available to us, which is to get on the floor, not as a correction, but as a landing. Okay. Get your bones literally on the earth, uh, preferably, okay. uh, but at least on a wood floor or you know some some floor that's really connected to earth, and just let yourself land. Put the alignment with your feet aligned with the hip sockets, which are on the front of your body, not the side, 
yes. bones that we often think of as our hips. So we're not posturing in a defensive mode, we're just available. Yes. And we start to watch how our body begins to land. And as it lands, bones will begin to shift, tissue will begin to move, organs will begin to shift. And that is the most direct way to access your psoas because gravity releases what I call uh, extraneous ne neurological tension. So it's not it's an experience in the moment. It's anything that you have it kind of resolved can kind of dissolve in that position. And then you just show up in time and space. And when you show up in time and space, your psoas is very happy because that's one of its major messages is that you can't land and locate. A person is disoriented in some way. Yes. Something is disrupted. And what usually is disrupted is our, our proprioception, the connection to the bone. Yes. So if you have good perception, you can not only heal, it can regrow. You need to understand that. That I, I worked with a man who tore his uh, psoas from his lesser trochanter. And he literally, it like, yeah, he was a rugby player. And he Oof. was young. He was an Irishman. And he pulled it when he was like 17 or 18 and it literally snapped people heard it throughout the stadium he fell on the floor and he couldn't move he had to be carried out and i said so how did they what did they do you know and he said they put me in constructive rest for about six months now maybe they taped it maybe you know i don't know if he had any actually i, I never asked him if he actually they operated on him. but it it grew back i work with people who sew as is are cut in half because they have surgeries where they don't they don't care about the psoas so they just get it out of the way and, oh and cut it in half <laughs> or they slash it in hip socket uh, in hip socket surgeries because they're releasing it um, so they use it as this like they fillet it um, so if yours was torn which you know sometimes you have to tell me how that happened yeah. um, uh, <laughs> then you're looking at you're looking at the, the piece that's so important which is lushing Juicifying, uh, you know, it's juicifying. It's, 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 it, juicifying. You gotta juicify <laughs> yeah. yourself. So connective tissue work. Work where you're hydrating in slow, soft, responsive movements is what is so essential for the psoas. Is to recreate that that filet mignon. To to recreate the the hydrated psoas. It is essential for everyone's health to have a juicy psoas. Not only is it for your survival, but it's literally for your health. And I had a, a, a orthopedic surgeon interview me recently who does those kind of surgeries like your, yes. you were suggested to. And it was yes. in there trying to help fix somebody on their spine. And he's noticing how dry the psoas is. And he's telling me that it, it compresses nerves, it interrupts organ functioning, it changes the, 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 the fluid field around the organs by creating a more acidic condition. So he confirmed what I intuitively know, because I don't, I don't work in that field, that the hydration of psoas and spine, creating a spine that's more like a river than a column, yes. provides the, re, uh, the restorative capacity of your own organism to heal. Wonderful. Uh, your words yeah. are so precious to me. <laughs> I am starting to, to feel like expansive and like, like to 
to, to try to si synthesize something so complex and delicious, uh, it comes to me the feeling that that accessing the sauce it not it it is not about making it happen or following a, a uh, following a step by step protocol, but more about a of a listening process of a letting it happen of of an an allowing and and learning from what is already there and supporting yes. that that is my feeling that that working with the sauce is um, creating an invitation for for oneself in a way yeah yes. to, to 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 access this deep core that you are yeah and to access the deepness the soulfulness of who you are as an organism as a being here on earth yes 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 and yes. an opening way for for the truest expression of of yourself which is in a way it's also a discipline <laughs> but is it has it is on another beyond a, a paradigm shift it's, it's like like um working with another cognitive domain that is not only yes. like like the discursive thinking but but a richer language of experience and and being yes. and acknowledging oneself as a process and become becoming through that process so uh i take this this word of invitation and I would like you to tell us uh, how can can our audience reach you? How can they learn more about the SOAS? As I invite them to to know more about your work and know more about themselves and this beautiful thing that is the experience of the SOAS and the core and the awareness of it. Yes, thank you. Uh, well, people can go to my website, Core Awareness. Yes. That's pretty simple to remember. So www.coreawareness.com. And there you'll find a rich, I mean, there's a, there's a rich uh, sourcing of information in all different kinds of capacities. By just scrolling down to the bottom of the, of the homepage, you'll find educational resources. And, and what that means is I have interviews like we're doing, I have interviews where I'm interviewing people like Jeff Vanderbilt, the embryologist, so we're discussing yes. this expression of how the embryo is within you and it's constantly unfolding, it doesn't go away, yes. you, know, you are the embryo, um, that we're not made up of cells, where we utilize cells to become, so it's a rich conversation with yes. different people like that yes. who understand or we dialogue about this new understanding of ourselves as not an object, but yes. a process. Uh, there's videos of me working in water to hydrate uh, psoas, and, and on a chair, and on the floor, and in different ways, very simple, because it's not a complex thing. It's not a skill. Yes. It takes no skill level, which I feel very good about. It takes no skill level to, to have a functional psoas. It takes what you're talking about, a, awareness, a listening, a a willingness and allowing a capacity to nourish the organism and so the nourishment of the whole organism is more like when you're looking at how how could I support a flower blossoming or a yes. tree becoming yes. its full fullness you know and if we're in a pot you know if we're a, if we're a, a you know a 90-foot redwood tree and we're growing in a pot we don't know we're a 90-foot redwood tree yes. until 
we land in the earth and then all of a sudden our capacity really shows up. So for me, as a, as a, as a conceptual artist, I've only been interested in how do we really blossom. And blossoming happens in the mammalian world, in the mammal world, yes. through play. Yes. Through exploration, through curiosity. So it's the play that actually lets us keep ex expressing ourselves in diverse and multiple plicities of you know ways that gives us this richness to who we are. And and I call it a culture. You know, it's a yes. culturing like wine. You know, yes. and the ability to and cheese and you know the nuance of, of tasting something that isn't just a red or white wine, but is you know something where you actually can taste the earth or the, or what the, that plant was influenced by, or touched by, or fell in love with, or, yes. you know, like how, that's what we're doing. Yes. And so core awareness is a rich source of sourcing this deepness within ourselves. And then my workshops are on, you know, my schedule for, my schedule for 2020 is limited yet because I haven't put it up. But, you know, I'll be in Europe, for example, you know, this fall, um, in November. Yes. And, um, yeah. And so there's different ways to come into contact with me. And there's an online course yes. that's available where I actually work with people and make recommendations like how you would work to heal, you know, and things you could do that might support that healing of, of your psoas and regrowing of that tissue. Regrowing yeah. of that tissue. So, so start imagining that regrowing, yeah, that reconnection and that that expression of tissue can keep exploring itself because our cells aren't i mean we just have to look at change as being something that is not i mean it, it can't not happen yes okay i mean your, your cells are always dissolving and reappearing so we have to start looking at well what holds what holds something in a matrix of disease or dysfunction is something interrupting with an incredibly intelligent organism you know the intelligence of the organism is what i'm curious about Yes. Is while I'm accessing this much, much deeper, broader wealth of support that is life itself. Yes. I, I want to add a little thing that now I came into realization when you say about play and, and that we are always changing. I mean, cells are, are fading away and we have new cells. And at the same time, that is the edge of survival, creativity, because when you're creating you don't know what will come out and at the same time any any time you're in a challenge or even if it's not a challenge it is something that has to do with with survival with with the change of a uh, state and stepping into the unknown but it's very different like to curl up because you are afraid of of the unknown that when you're actually playing with the unknown and unfolding and creating yeah Yes. Wonderful. Yes. And part of part of that process is it is infolding. So the curling up, that impression of curling up is actually a place to go. There's a deep connection to the organism's capacity to return. Yes. To allow it to unfold. Yes. So it's a way. It's okay. curling in to unfold. to unfold. So I say collapse, fall into yourself, dissolve like in consciously do it as yes. a as a expression or you could call it a performance you could call it a gesture you know intentionally going there brings you into rich territory to allow you to unfold to 
Wonderful. It's an incredible way. And sometimes for some people, it's that they have to go the other way. They have to really expand into that arc, which is that those ribs going up. They're in the they're in the scream. They're in the warding off. That is also a survival response. That's part of yes. the stoic. So stoic is all about survival, yes. but thriving and 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 flourishing is within that too. They're not separate. They're yes. the same thing. Uh, yeah, it's all same. It's all the same thing going on in the organism, and it knows how to do that. If we, so what I always look for is not how to do it right, but yes. what is interfering with a process that's so incredibly intelligent. Yes. What is in? What am I doing that's interrupting? It could be as simple as the shoe that I'm wearing, or yes. the office yes. chair I sit on, or the car I drive in. It could be ergonomic that yes. interrupts movement, but it can also be. This unwillingness to the defenses, the, yes. the capacity of the freeze that's in the organism. And freeze, you can't release, to me, you can't release trauma. You nourish the organism so it can dissolve digest. what it knows and assimilate it and digest it and then allow it to start flourishing again. It's, it's, you, know, you can't rip something out of the system as if that's going to fix it. It, it's a it's a living process. So reading things about biodynamic, you know, building a compost pile. I mean, yes. those are ways to learn what I'm talking about. You yes. know, getting in nature, putting your hands in dirt, knowing that your bacteria in your gut has more bacteria in your gut than you have human the cells. cells. Yes, yeah, symbiosis is wonderful. Who am I then? You know, I am the environment. Yes. I am the ecosystem. I'm not separate from it. I am it. This is it, and I'm living it, and I get to experience it. Yeah. You know, that's pretty exciting. That's pretty playful. Interconnectedness <laughs> and the allowing of the inner organic process for this growth and all unfolding. Uh, this is so wonderful. This could be a never-ending interview for me, and I could continue talking and asking <laughs> more questions. I am so happy and really so honored, Liz. Thank you for your generous time, and I hope we eventually meet with another interview or at another workshops. And in the meantime, I invite our audience to, to reach you. Do you have a Facebook page or something uh, as well? I do. I have Facebook page that's both Liz Cook, K-O-C-H, Liz Cook, and and also uh, Core Awareness. Core Awareness. So there's two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Liz. Take care yeah. and ha have a wonderful, blossoming, uh, expansive day and a happy soas as well. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>